Let's go ahead and get the party started. A three to the two and two to three. Uh, yeah, there we go. Hello, hello. Welcome to Burbeck and Garretson. Yes, 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 yes. All right, y'all. Today we have a special guest. IT guy's mom, my mother, is well, here. Welcome, IT guy's yes. mom. Welcome, IT guy's mom. Thanks for having me. Yes, yes, yes. Um, she's going to tell us a little bit about her story. Um, and yeah, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to just talk some shit. And, uh, we got a good story here, yeah. I think. This is going to be can exciting. I, can I this. say anything? <clears throat> you can say anything. 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 I can't promise you that it's going to make the podcast, but <laughs> you can say it, whatever it, you want. My shit never does, bud. Yeah. yeah. It should happen. Somebody always red flags me. I'm not saying any names. <laughs> Are you guys going to keep this beef up all night? I hope. That, her, she's beefing. Then she put a booger on me. And she knows how I feel, Jay. <laughs> she knows. Now I'm the mad. I'm the one that's mad. I, quite frankly, Jay, I won't even look at her. Your divaness is reaching like it's, next. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's at a nine. You don't want. And now I'm sitting out because I cannot be on the podcast with you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just because we had headphones. No, I could have brought the little feather dick out here. You could have brought what? Feather dick. Feather dick. Yep. <coughs> the but I chose not to. The, the cat balls? Wow. The cat balls. I'm hurt. You're looking at me right now. Stop it. <laughs> 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 Alright. Who's the diva now, Jay? IT guy. Give us a little background on what we're going to get off into. So my mom uh, has done some time in a prison in Mexico. Um, and we're going to ask her some questions about that, kind of what that experience was like, because, I mean, we all kind of know a lot of people who've been to prison, but not Especially, many that have yeah. been to Mexico. So Especially in, in our <clears throat> a network, country. right? That's like our, locked up abroad type shit, you know? Sometimes they like, locked up abroad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that too. Yeah. Got them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, fuck. If you think about our network of people and how many years <clears throat> behind bars, it's... it's uh, I don't think very many, not too many crews have that many years behind bars in their little network, right? Like in my family, I got an uncle that's been in prison my entire life. Man. My entire life he's been in prison. He finally just made parole, and I think they're going through like another six-month thing to, to like for, for the state to do a possible appeal. But mm. my whole life, I, I can't remember if he went to prison. I'm 43. <clears throat> He went to prison either a few months before I was born or a few months after. So he's oh, been shit. in there that whole time. My brothers dropped 16. My mom did like five. My dad did six or seven. All his, well, one of his brothers is the one that, that did the 43. His other brother did time. Like this shit is thick in the family, bro. The whole, yeah. I fucking, I feel like sometimes the way I grew up, that's all I knew. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a a normal thing around like other fucking crews of people, you know what I mean? But somehow well, we, we had, were we had quite a few people in our family that for sure. That's a, yeah. 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 Yeah, my brother, <clears throat> my ex husband, yeah, my son in law. Yeah, your son in law yeah. dropped he that dude's done some yeah. time, man. Luckily yeah. my kids haven't done any time, but mm -hmm. yeah, I feel like IT guy got his head in the round. I feel like he's not gonna go down that route. No, I don't nah. think so. I'm good. I could see it happening. I was teenager oh, years, you know, you know but <laughs> I think we all act up as teenagers, you know what I mean? But not yeah, that, I feel I like once you're past that, that stage, you kind of, 
if you haven't already started doing that, unless something drastic yeah. happened, like you got turned out on which, yeah, shit what, happens. Yeah. yeah, but for the most part, it seems like people that are going to end up there kind of go down that route. Unless, let's hear your story. How did this kick? Yeah, out? how did what what happened? <laughs> okay. let, let me ask this before: Had you ever been in trouble prior to that? No. Wow. Never spent a day in a jail or anything. Wow. But I needed to make some quick money, and my dumb ass thought going to Mexico. I had a friend that was Mexican, and her husband offered um, $10,000 to go down there and transport some weed back. So I jumped on the opportunity to do it, and I left one morning, kissed him goodbye, kissed my girls goodbye, and never came back. <laughs> How old was IT? Three years old. And it, it's crazy, too, because, like, I think this, there must be, like, a thing with, like, traumatic events. Like, as a kid, I remember that fucking day, clearly, even as, like, three years old. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know, I think there's, like, a thing where kids kind of, like, you know, can vividly remember those kind of things. I agree. Yeah. I agree that. <laughs> Is yeah. that your first memory, actually? Um, no, I think I have, like, some memories before that. Which is like weird. I thought they were dreams, but then like I brought it up to her, and she's like, "No, that, that fucking that happened." So it's like I don't know. It's weird. That's but it's like for sure one of your first most vivid memories, probably. Huh? Probably for sure. Yeah. And it was just weed. <clears throat> yeah, I had two hundred and fifty six kilos. Damn, that's some yeah. nice weight right there. Yeah. So the girl that was my friend, um, they gave us a van. Um, they gave me an ID. I didn't go under my own name. And we traveled through the states mostly. We didn't want to travel through Mexico, you know, because we were going to Guadalajara. So we went and came in through Texas, I believe it was, into Jalisco. You guys know anything about Jalisco? No. I mean, well, I know the name. Yeah, but. and I know people that's families are from there or they're from there. Yeah, well, Jalisco is, I mean, when we went there the night that, um, that we got there, the border was closed, so we had to stay in Jalisco. And I didn't know till years later, they have found mass graves all over Jalisco of women. But um, I knew once wow. we went, we stayed in a motel, and we had to take turns um, sleeping because it was such a bad place. So, so let me ask you this. When did your nerves kick in? Like, when you, when you left California... You left California, right? Mm -hmm. And you're doing this, like, what were your nerves like, you know, on this, going through the States and you're getting ready to go in through, where, where'd you go in through? Jalisco. Jalisco. I think it was uh, Texas. What were border. your nerves like? What were you? They were fine until I got to Jalisco. And it was. Really? You weren't tripping at all? Mm -mm. Like, this is what I do. No, I was having fun. <laughs> really? So, yeah. Yeah. So, you said, uh you said you traveled through the states, so mm -hmm. rather, I guess, rather than going directly, directly down to down, Mexico, then cutting right. over through Tijuana, you know, which would have been a, like a normal way. Well, not normal, but most people would have gone that way. But it was traveling in Mexico, Mexico too much. Right, so, right. So the part of the plan was to try to stay in the states, yeah, because we much were, a, as we, much as the route as possible. Right. Was the plan the same way on the way out of Mexico? We never made it out. Right, but was that the plan? <laughs> Was yeah. to go the the was it to go the same route yeah the same route yeah okay. so um, that night I knew it was a big mistake when we were in the motel room because we took turns sleeping with a gun I had a gun at the door for an hour she had a gun at the door now for did an you hour. have the product already or no. you were waiting to go get it no we went we were on our way to go get it okay 
So you went down with the money to go swoop it up? Is that or we didn't even have the money to do it. They were just they were gonna we give were, it they were gonna give it to us when we were done. But they paid for everything. Like the hotels and everything. Yeah. And so you guys were just basically the couriers to just go pick it up and bring it back. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I had no idea until I got there that it was going to be like that. Did the person you go, the person you had went with, had done it before? No. You guys both were brand new to this shit. Just, How old were you? It was. Uh, he was three. So. It was what twenty-seven years ago? Yeah. So I was like thirty, thirty-something. No, I'll tell you when I got the gut feeling here in a little bit. <laughs> so once we went, you know, we had to go back to the border and register our car and do all this shit. So we did all that, and then we started on our way to Guadalajara. Once we got to Guadalajara, we gave the van over to somebody, and they took it. I don't know where they took it, but uh, they had it for a couple of days, and they put a false roof in and put all the weed in the false roof. So we just did our thing. We were out having fun, picking up uh, tourist stuff. And um, he brought the bat van back to us. This was like two or three days later. He brought the van back to us. And when he gave us the, um, the van back, he like kissed his fingers and went up to the sky and said, adios, muchachos. And right then I knew, my gut told me, this ain't right. Something ain't right. You thought, all. you thought maybe it was like a setup kind of deal, or we just knew some, you know, something was. Yeah, it is a strange a thing to kind of adios and try. Yeah, like, I it's like see some if you're, movie shit. It is. Yeah. I can see if you're like trying to bless it for good luck, but adios muchachas seems a little exactly airy right. or something. Both of us <laughs> had that gut feeling. This ain't right. Something is wrong. Did you guys talk about it together? Oh yeah, we went back to the motel room and we debated for about three or four hours. Do we want to go through with this, or do we want to just hop on a plane and go back home because we knew something wasn't right. So what if you would have left that van? I don't know. That was the problem. We didn't know what would happen. Right, because that's a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure it was cartel that we were doing this for. Mm. So um, we finally said, oh, we gave him my word. We got to do it. We got in the car, and in less than an hour, we got pulled over. You was mean at the border, huh? No, we were still in Guadalajara. So once we got pulled over, they walked over with a, um, a drill and went, opened the door, went right into the roof. Oh, my God. Like they knew where they were going. They, do, they knew exactly what they were you doing. You were the plant. Exactly. And they pulled it out. They put it up to our nose to smell, and then they arrested us. They put the weed up to your nose? Yeah, like smell it. You know, this is... The fuck? They drilled into the roof and got the weed all over the drill. Oh, okay. And then had us smell it. And... Um, Took us in. And at this point, they're speaking Spanish, and you don't know. I did not speak Spanish, yeah. So I did didn't your know friend? Did oh yeah, she did. But um, was your friend like from down there? Was it her family that was kind of lining this up? Or yeah, anything? it was her husband and some guy named Marco. And her and her husband were from down there, or, or? they orig Her husband originally was born there. She was born in the states. Okay. So so you guys get pulled over. They. They find the shit. Obviously, this seems a little too 
coincidental. So, yeah. Right, right. They just go straight to it. I mean, they didn't look anywhere else. They didn't like yeah. look under some seats. Or, no, no, they went straight to it. So they knew right out. And, and down in Mexico, man, there's a lot of shady politics and shit. Exactly. Man. That's what I was just going to say. The, the <clears throat> federales are the cartel. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Pretty they're, much. They're definitely bought by them. Yeah, so they um, they arrested us. They took us into the, um, like, the city police department or whatever. Can you just go into a little detail about, like, your mindset? Because I can only imagine, like, not just being arrested. Like you said, there's so many people in our family that have, like, been arrested and did time. But you're at a place where when these cops come up and they're saying these things, you don't know what the fuck they're saying. Mm. And your friend, this is so hectic, your friend can't sit there and, like, translate everything to you. No. Um, I was scared shitless. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I was like, what the hell did I get myself into? At that point, are you like, I'm doing time. I'm going to. Like, I knew, you're yeah. You're playing this whole owl out in your head. Yeah. Did they separate you guys or were you together? How? At what point did they okay. separate you? How we long were, were you together? We were together. Um... So when we were in the police station or whatever it was, they took us over to the window. This was hours later and showed us the car that we were driving downstairs and they had peeled the top off like a like a can opener and they had took all the weed out and it was all in this room that they took pictures like the um, newspaper came, took pictures of us with all this weed around us and, and then they let us call um, the American Embassy so once I called the American Embassy, I still never told them who I was. I told them my name was Holene Seale. <laughs> so that's who I was the entire time I was down there. Um, so once they did that, they showed us the van, let us call the American Embassy, then they separated us for a couple hours. During those couple hours was one of the worst hours of my life because they brutally raped me. Um, there were two two men and then two took her. So once that was all over, they brought us back together. Neither one of us told each other what happened. I'd never have said a word that that happened until yesterday when I told IT guy. And then I told my daughters today because I didn't want them to hear this on a podcast. So I finally told them, but it's like very, uh, what do you call it, like healing for me to talk about I was going to ask, yeah. I, I was wondering if maybe it helped to say something about it, it after did. all this time. Did I, it? Yeah, it's was like skeletons, skeletons in my closet for over 20 years that I never said a word did to anybody. Did your friend, you and your friend talk about we it? We never talked about Ever. it. But I know, uh-uh. But I know it happened to her, too, just by the look on her face when they put us back together. That's cold, man. Yeah. That's probably like normal shit when they arrest yeah, people down there. Yeah, yeah. The fucking protocol of <clears throat> arresting oh, bro, it's probably that's terrible. That's why yeah, I get like, who's, who are you gonna tell? Exactly, mm-hmm. and that's why I get so upset, like with illegal aliens up here, all the stuff that we do for them. But when you're down there, they don't care. Mm-hmm. They do not care. I didn't have an interpreter to tell my story. I didn't get to go to court. They send it's called a notificador. They send them to the prison to tell you what happened. In court that day. Damn. Oh, you don't even go. You huh? don't even get to go. No. So you don't even have a say. You don't have a lawyer or nothing. It's just like, fuck you. This is it. Like, they well, didn't even try to interrogate you at any. They don't. There's like nothing. They I just, didn't speak Spanish. So yeah. they just wrote what they wanted to. <laughs> Damn. So they could have just made made up a yeah, confession, basically, that you, you know. Yeah. I don't even know what they said in the report. I have uh-huh. no clue. To this day, I don't know what they said. So I don't 
think your your friend's husband set you guys up because his wife he wouldn't put her in that position. No, I but think somebody kind of backdoored them <clears throat> down there. It was the Marco, the guy that he that was in the states with him. I think that set us up. I don't think that her husband knew. Did he ever jam dude up? Well, that's wait, we, okay. we don't we, we'll, yeah, we'll get we to don't that get into that. Yes. Yeah. So with as far as that goes, uh, my ex husband took a few of his friends over to their house. I never asked what happened. I know it was probably pretty horrific. <laughs> I hope um, he got it, man. Yeah. And um, they sent us money once a week after that for the entire time we were there. After he went and paid him a visit with a couple of his friends. All I know is a hay hook was involved, so I didn't ask anything else after that. <laughs> I'm glad he got it. Yeah. Shit. yeah. That's some terrible I shit. Wonder, I wonder since, you know, obviously you were set up, I wonder how much got through because they got that, how much got through. Oh, it through. was four tons. Mm. Four oh, tons came four through. Tons. That's, yeah. yeah, so they oh, sacrificed. Oh, you ended up finding out, huh? Yeah, and I don't even know how we found out. It was four, four tons. tons. 8,000 pounds. Yeah. But was it weed or did they move like cocaine? I don't even know. Yeah. It was It was um, probably, yeah, yeah, that was the deal. It was four yeah. tons right behind us as we were getting busted. They, I remember seeing this huge truck going by, too. And I, mm, there I don't it know. was. Yeah, and there it was. But, um, yeah, they got through. So we went once, to jail. <clears throat> once you guys are brought back together, you guys are just like staying quiet. And then mm-hmm. what was the next? What was the next step after you guys like were brought back together? Um. So after that, we stayed in that um, like local jail, whatever it was, for about four or five days. Then they took us to the prison. Are you guys around other <coughs> people in this jail? Like, what mm-hmm. was the jail? Oh, like? not in the jail. Not no, the jail, it was just, just us and the federales. <laughs> Um, so it's not like a what, like how I would think of a normal county jail where you got like units and a bunch of people housed there. It's just yeah. like some small thing, and they don't really have maybe a county jail. It's from there to prison. Yeah, it was kind of almost like a Mayberry RFD thing. You know how they had them little cells inside of a little tiny. And you could see even. the you could see like the sheriff sitting at the desk. Yeah, type exactly. Shit like that. Yeah, yeah, they're like right there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like a small town jail. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. Did you guys have to like were you guys around the people that sexually assaulted you? Yeah. The entire So you had time. to look at these fucks for the same days? dudes? Yep. Were they saying anything? Oh, they were saying <laughs> stuff, but I didn't understand them. But you knew what they were saying. Yeah, because just the way they were looking, they thought it was when I was fighting back during that horrific, all that horrific stuff, they thought it was funny. Fuck. And it was just like that, I think, turned them on more that I was fighting back. That's fucking disgusting. Yeah, and that went on for a couple hours, but it never happened after that. Um, thank was God. it common in the, when you went to prison? I mean, not just with you, but like, with, were there male guards and like you like? The prison, the prison that we went to, it was a bunch of old ladies that were guards, <laughs> except <laughs> one man that sat up in a tower um, with, the, and he was the only one with a gun. Hmm. So it was like four or five old ladies that were our. How many people were at this place? About, you mean in the prison? Yeah, the, the inmates, prisoners. Inmates. About twenty. Oh, so it was a really small kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Was it a was it a unit? Was it a okay? So the first prison that we went to was a a, a church, and it was over a hundred years old. The building was falling apart. We eventually were moved from that one because one of the inmates got hit with the the building collapsed. <laughs> yeah, <Whoa. laughs> yeah, and our cells were outdoors. 
the showers were outdoors. <clears throat> I mean, it was covered, but it was outside. Like, so. like what were the cells outside? What did they, the like the actual, whatever, the walls of the cell? Is that, was they it were just like, like cement. Okay. So I'm thinking, you know, Mexican prison. I'm thinking rats, roaches, worms, maggots. I'm thinking all this kind of shit. Not in the one we were in, but when we came home, um, we had to stop at a couple. And I, uh, we stopped at this one. I was like, oh, hell no. I don't know how they, those in my inmates stayed there. Here. There was roaches. There was, and they were like, fucking huge too. Uh, it was huge, and there was like bunks, and they'd have like uh, like sheets for their doors and stuff. Mm. And it, and you'd walk down this little <laughs> corridor that was like this wide. You could barely get through it, and they were just stacked three high. These were places you stopped at when you were done doing your time and was being brought back to would, the States? Yeah, I wasn't was like, really done with my time, but I got sent home on the Mexican-American um, <coughs> transfer treaty. Um, what was your sentence? <clears throat> That's why I decided to come back, because I finally, after two and a half years, I got sentenced. They gave me ten and a half years. Motherfucker! <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, I, I can't do this. So I called the embassy and I told them who I really was. And I said, can I come home? <laughs> and they came down and got me. Well, they didn't come and get me, but they sent for us. So backpedaling to your first prison, what was that like? Like, was it what you would be expecting it to be like going like into it, leaving the jail, and now you're getting transferred to this first prison, the church one? Yeah. What was it, it like? It was just... I don't know. It was really weird. It was like, um, like the women that were there, um, two of the women had kids there. They let you keep your kids there till they're five years old, which is weird. Whoa. So some of these kids were just growing up. Like In the prison <laughs> till they're five. And they let, when, when he came down, him and um, my ex-husband came down um, twice or three times. It was like two or three times. And he could stay in the cell with me. Yeah. He stayed in the cell with me. He told me that <clears throat> the other day, and I couldn't that believe it. That is fucking odd. I couldn't yeah. fucking believe it. And they, it. Let, it was... they let my ex-husband stay with, in the cell with no me, too. No fucking way. Yeah. Could, could they stay as long as they wanted to, or was it like a... Certain... On the weekends, they could stay like, I think it was Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, or something like that. And then they could come back the next week. Shifting to Eric, how was that for you, like, as a young boy going to? Um, I, now, like, I reflect on it, too, and I'm like, you know, because uh, the work I do with the kids, which we'll talk about, too, but, um, like, a lot of these kids barely even get to visit their parents, you know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm thankful that I was able to, like, have that close of a, of a relationship still with her while she was locked up, but it was definitely hella weird, like, um, you know, I have, like, just vivid memories of it, and, like, it just, it didn't feel, I don't know, it didn't feel right. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't feel like I was supposed to be there. I didn't, I mean, obviously, like, nobody's supposed to be in those places. But uh, it was just weird. Like, I, I would remember, like, walking out on the yard and they had the, uh, like, the showers outside and stuff like that. <clears throat> and I remember, I remember, like, when I was there, a kid had a birthday. I do mm -hmm. remember that. And then uh, that it was, was just weird. That was one of the ladies that was in there that had her kid there. Yeah. And they had a birthday for him. Yeah, it was just weird. Like, you know, it was just this weird feeling. Uh, yeah. That's insane, man. Yeah. It's it's crazy to even think about. I, I brought my girls 
to go see my mom in in prison in Texas and their uncle. But there was like, obviously, it's it's way different. Mm-hmm. Even you know, my mom obviously was in a female prison. There was not we couldn't even touch her. You know what I mean? They didn't. I remember taking like a picture with my mom, and like you still had to keep like a little bit of distance mm-hmm. and everything. So, uh, you know, obviously America and a Mexican prison is going to be completely different. But when he said he stayed down there, I, mm-hmm. my mind was just kind of blown. Like, you're just staying there at the prison. Yeah. They have conjugal visits and stuff in the States. Yeah, but... But I feel like, I don't think like the way you're describing it, I mean, you're having a fucking birthday party with... Like, like you the, literally like walk around the prison. It's not like, you know, you have a like a room where you're going to be there for the weekend yeah. or whatever. Or like a little space. No, I was like, you're in no, the prison. Yeah, you walk yeah. around the prison. Because <clears throat> I remember, like, I remember clearly of, like, like coming to the prison and, like, walking up to the front gate, you know, and there was, like, the guards at the front gate, and they would, like, let you in, and, yeah, it was just, it was just, like, weird. It was, you know, it's a strange fucking yeah. experience. Was there, how, how were the other inmates? Did you ever have to fight any of them, or what were they like? No, they were scared of us. They were, it, Why? Because my, the girl that I, I was locked up with, she was she was crazy. <laughs> really? Yeah. And they were giving us um, Haldol every night. Giving you what? It's called Haldol. It's a psychiatric. We, I didn't find this out till later to calm us down, to keep us calm because they didn't want us fighting. I did try to escape from that prison too. Um, where would you, it where seems where like you it, go? It seems like it would have been. <laughs> where like, would I go? Yeah, where would you going to go? I, I don't know, but we tried. What, how did you try? My dumbass had a suitcase and everything. <laughs> you didn't even try to play it off and shit. No, you're I waving by to everybody. Right. See you guys later. Yeah. Like you're so, running away from home. So down sure. there, they don't have a commissary. Um, I was going to ask, so yeah. they're sending you that money. You, you, yeah. There's no commissary. So in the mornings, you make a little list out, you give it to the guards, and they go to the store for you. Hmm. Wow. So we were giving them money and we were having it. We were, what was it? We said we were doing a project on macrame or something, getting rope in. Mm. So the rope was, you know, we kept getting this rope and we were tying it together and tying it together and tying it because we were going to, we plan, we're planning an escape. But we were like three stories high. Oh, okay. I was going to say, how does this rope help you with the. Because we were going to go down the wall. (laughs) Hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah. It's yeah. You, got, you, yeah. you didn't tie the sheets together. No, the no it was it wasn't too smart. But um, so what stopped you guys, or did you try? What stopped us was we um, there was a little room that you could go up onto the roof. So we got up on the roof. We had our rope with a can tied to the end of it. So you know, so it was weighted down. We threw it over the edge and we looked down, and it was like halfway there. There was no way we could have, we would have died if we jumped from there. It was no like, measurements taken, just no, eyeballed it, huh? No. Just kind of eyeballed it. Yeah. Should work, huh? And so when we did that, there was, I guess, a civilian on the street and went and reported us, which we didn't know about. But we woke up the next morning, and so we would get our count, like in the, um, it was like a big cement, um, what do you call it? You know, like just a like a big area. Auditorium or something. Like yeah, but it was all open. It was outdoors. It's like on the yard out there. Like yeah, like a yard. And then it had, you know, walls on each side. And the, the guard tower was up at the top. So the next day, after we tried doing that, when we got up for a count, we went outside. <laughs> and we were like, holy shit. There was, it was lined with uh, federales with machine guns all the way around the top. I was like, holy shit. You're like, I wonder what somebody did. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't think we can get over it again. Oh, they knew it was us. Yeah. They're like, ain't nobody tried they, to escape until you motherfuckers got it. Yeah, we didn't get a punishment. Really? Yeah. Damn. It was weird. Wow. They just do shit different down there. I guess yeah, so. way different. Way so different. let me ask you this. What the fuck was your plan once you escaped the plane? Were <laughs> yeah. you just going to run back we to the... We were just going to run, I guess. You I didn't think run. that far ahead on no, it. Like, we just just get out of here and then yeah. we'll think about the next step after yeah. that. But Not... the stupid thing is we could have overtook them old ladies and got out. You know, mm, there, probably easily, any time, easily, right? yeah. Especially with your it. crazy ass friend, it yeah. Been like no problem. <laughs> it would have been how, so. How easy. were those old ladies? Did they actually like? Were they like nuns? Like you know, you see in the movies, like the nuns are mean to the students. Were no, they, they were hella cool with this. Really, they were hella cool. Yeah. Anyone speak English? No. So, where did you learn Spanish? I understand it now. I don't speak it that well, but I understand it for sure. Were, so the old ladies were the ones I would go to the store with mm-hmm. for you guys? Yeah. Because they would give us chicken heads, chicken feet. To eat? You would eat that to shit? To eat, yeah. Well, we didn't eat that because we had money. We would send it. But down there, like, um, we could buy our own feminine hygiene products. The women down there, most of them didn't have money. So when it came their monthly time... They had nothing. Bled wow. fucking stuck pigs. Yeah, exactly. Disgusting. So technically, you guys yeah, were out there just gross. fucking balling. Balling. Yeah, pretty <clears throat> much. So, so they didn't fuck with you guys. Would there mm-hmm. be funk amongst the other inmates? A little bit, yeah. Time? A little bit. What about sexual stuff in there? Is that... Mm. Maybe maybe the population is not Okay, the girl I was with was bisexual. She had a girlfriend down there the whole time. Really? Oh, yeah, two or three girlfriends, and Damn. they would let the girl sleep with her. Holy shit! Man. She, yeah. was a, she was a straight. It was camp. crazy. Yeah, she, she was. was she had a couple of bitches down so, there. So I mean, this is how down <laughs> she was. When after we got arrested and they were getting ready to take us to the prison, they said you can go. They told her you can go. She was driving. She's the one who's got the charges. You can go. They they and told you that, or they told her. Oh, because you were I driving. Was driving and. The fake ID and the name of the and the person on the vehicle was me. Yeah, the fake ID person. Oh, and um, she said, "No, I'm not leaving her." Damn, she oh, wrote it out. Down. She wrote it out with she's you, down. and they yeah, two and a half years. Do you still have a relationship with, with this lady? I just talked to her the other day. Get on down. Yeah, did you she tell her you were doing this? No, I didn't. I forgot to tell her. I, I'm going to though. Yeah. She would probably wow. trip out. Yeah, yeah, she would. Yeah, how, she how was is down. she? How is she doing now? Is she? How how's she done since then? Okay, or? she's done good. We both got in trouble after we were released a little bit. I got sent to a halfway house. Um, I think she got arrested again. I think she some, did some time too, like after that. Yeah, a couple of years or mm-hmm. something somewhere in the states. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when we got back, we both went to the federal prison um, in Dublin. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, my mom was down there for a little bit too. Yeah, because it was. Uh, once we were released, or we were waiting for released, you have to get papers from Washington, D.C., because it's a Mexican treaty transfer thing. Mm. So they have to send a fax saying, okay, let them go. So, so how long did you stay in Mexican prison? Two and a half years. And then you were um, extradited back to the United States? Mm-hmm. For how long? I was here five months. That's it? So, yeah. Yeah. so on that ten and a half year sentence, you did three years? Yeah, but they told me when I got here that I would not have done it any time because I had no record. It was Damn. a weed charge. It wasn't, you know, <clears throat> I didn't have any 
history of anything. So you did five months in Dublin? In Dublin. And I could have got out if I came. If I really gave my name and came back, I could have got yeah. out right away. Yeah. But I didn't know. I was worried I'd get in more trouble. I was under a false name. Yeah. How was... So how was Dublin, like a United States prison, compared to down there? It seems it was, like I thought I was in a college campus. <laughs> just, just, it was nice. You're like, I could stay here. Fuck it. Man, uh, I could. I mean, it was every Sunday you had brunch, and it was like a Sizzler's Mimosas. <laughs> we had mimosas on Sundays. All you could eat, all you uh, eat soup and salad bar. <laughs> and mimosas. I was, like, happy to be there. It was nice. Shit, yeah, oh, I'm sure. Shit. Especially after being in those fucking prisons and... Just the you know the sheer difference, like fuck. What, what did you easy? ever visit the Dublin spot? I don't think so. Because I remember yeah. we were hoping my mom would stay in Dublin, obviously mm-hmm. because it's close Hella to close, home. Yeah. But we had a family member that actually worked there. Uh, is it, is like it Dublin shed. just a holding facility, though? I don't think so, because they had the woman in there that um, tried to kill President Nixon. No shit. So she really? was doing her time there. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. How was the food? It seems kind of like a weird, petty question, but food, down there, both. And how would you kind of like down there? What was it like? Was it like did you said, even stomach you, this shit? They'd give you chicken feet, chicken heads. That was like that the, was the meat they'd give you once a week, which we didn't eat. And otherwise, it was beans and tortillas and rice. These women down there were eating chicken feet and chicken heads, and and beans, rice, and tortillas, and water. Breakfast, and lunch, and dinner. I think I do remember. I don't know if it was from the food or what, but I got hella sick one time when I was down there. I remember, yeah. like, I was fucking, like, shitting my brains out. It was the water, probably. <clears throat> probably, yeah. Because I was really sick down there when I... Um, at first? At first, the water. And then eventually I had um, my gallbladder messed up. Um, I had to go to the hospital. But I refused to let them take it out because the hospital was so nasty. You know those like metal trays yeah. where they put all the instruments, Instru- yeah. and how they're like sparkly and clean here. Oh god! It, it, they their stuff still had blood on it. It was Ooh. disgusting. So you ended up you had this gallbladder issue, but you just kind Went, of as soon as I got back to the states, well, they just kept medicating me, you know, for pain, and then as soon as I got to Dublin, they took me in immediately and uh, operated. Operated. Or- and I had to go to the dentist too while I was down there. I had with a toothache. That was awful too. They're dirty and it's just gross. But there was a lady that got arrested that was an American from LA. She was uh, about 500 pounds. Whoa. Damn. And something Fuck. happened with her and they opened her, they took her to the hospital, they opened her up and they didn't know, they were so behind in their like medical whatever. Yeah. They cut her open. You know how they, here they would stitch you up from the inside and then stitch you on the, if you're that big, mm-hmm. then they would stitch you on the outside. They stitched her from the inside and left her open. Ooh. Did she make it? I walked in her cell and I was like, Stunk. oh man, and flies. <laughs> oh, uh, it was oh, so man. disgusting. Did she survive? I left before she left, so I don't <laughs> even know. She was uh, still in that condition when you left? So she may have not even. She may not even made it. Affected or something. It sounds terrible. Yeah, I don't, it was I don't gross. Know. Eric, so you remember getting the call that saying your mom was? Um, it was it was like weird because I knew that she wasn't like coming home, 
but it's like everyone was telling me, oh, she'll come home soon, she'll come home soon, you know what I mean? So it's kind of more so like, you know, just like, well, when the fuck is she coming home? You know what I mean? Because it was for those two and a half years, like, I mean, my sisters didn't know, my dad didn't know, you know what I mean? So they're kind of like, fuck, I don't know, like, what do you tell, you know, yeah. a, a four-year-old kid that, you know, your mom's not coming home for a while, you know what I mean? How do you think it um, affected you back then and, like, maybe, like, pushed you to do what, if you want to talk a little bit about what you do and whatnot. Yeah, I think then, I mean, it really affected me. I fucking, I like didn't eat. I was like hella skinny by the time she I came back I didn't even home. recognize him when I came back. Like I was like was skin so and sick. bones. Wow. I was like, I didn't eat. You know, I was fucking, yeah, I just. Because at that, at that age, up. being told she'll be, you know, it, <laughs> she'll be home soon to a kid you that's keep, like tomorrow. Yeah. And it was months waiting. and months. Yeah. 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 Remember we were talking about that? Like, what would you say you were three, three and a half? Yeah, I was three when you when you went in, and then, yeah, so like three to like so, five or six. So he had to wait a whole lifetime before his mom came home. Mm-hmm. A whole lifetime. To a three-year-old, three years right. is yeah. forever. A lifetime. Yeah. It's yeah. a lifetime. Yeah. 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 That's why he looked, I mean, I could, didn't even, his eyes were sunken in his head, and he, I didn't even recognize him when I came home. Yeah. I think it was a lot, too, because like, you know, I mean, my sisters were young, so it's like, you can't really de- expect them to like really take care of me. They did an amazing job like taking care of me and shit but um you know I was like bouncing around I would go to my grandma's house um for my like my real dad um and then like I would stay there or I'd stay you know with my dad and then yeah I just kind of like bounce around so it's like a lot of like instability already you know what I mean so it kind of like I think like mentally it, it fucked me up when I was that young yeah and then um her telling you um about what happened to her for the first time Yesterday, you said you told him, right? Mm-hmm. Did you ever, like, imagine anything like that might have happened? Or was it, like, a complete shock to you? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think you never, like, think of, like, your parent having to go through some shit like that. You know what I mean? Or just anybody that you love and care for. Well, uh, you know, when, when, when I first learned the story of your mom, I just automatically assumed. Because. Yeah. Assume that it, that happened to her? <clears throat> yes. Fuck, I, my mind was just blown right Mine now. Too. That's why I was curious how, what Eric was feeling yesterday, like, hearing that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot, of course. I mean, anybody tells you something like that, it's, you know, it's a lot. I just wanted to make sure that she was, like, okay with telling everybody else, too. Right. You know what I mean? Cause, how did I you mean, feel about that? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, like I, I told her, I was like, it's your choice. If you want to tell everybody, like, that's cool, you know what I mean? But just be prepared to, like, really have to work on yourself, though, too, because... You may bring a lot of that shit up, you know what I mean? Like, when you're revisiting, like, traumatic events like that, you know, sometimes you got to just be mindful of, like, your emotions and how you're feeling. I, I would like to say, too, that um, at that time, my ex-husband was off the hook, running the streets. So a shout-out to his sisters because they took care of him. Have, well, and they were, they were only 14 and 15. That's what I was going to ask. Because yeah. they're about 10 years or so old. 11 right? years difference between him and his youngest, my youngest daughter. Yeah, yeah. yeah so daughters really had to step up and play into a whole new role that yeah unfortunately I put them in a position where they were having to be grown-ups when they were still trying to find their way through life you know and mm-hmm. do you think it affected them as much as like how you say like when you came home and you seen um IT guy for the first time and he looked completely different do you think I don't think it affected them in that way I just think they were under a lot of stress for their ages because they had oh, to take sure. care of them. Did the girls ever get to come down to they Guadalajara? Didn't. They didn't. I don't know. 
I don't know why they didn't come down. Well, it's probably. Was they it, probably needed a break. It's mm-hmm. probably better for, that they didn't. Yeah, from yeah. taking care of him. You know, I would even be worried about little IT guy being in there because of the sexual deviance of these motherfuckers. Yeah. Because that's. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I'm, God. I'm not, I'm not even going to lie. When I first heard of this story, I just. You're right, though, about yes. that. The oh, deviance. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I know. You know, I. I don't want to say certain things, but uh, yes. Yeah. And I, I wished I could say some things because I got a lot of anger in me over yeah, it. I you bet. know, and I bet. Um, I bet. But I don't want to say anything that's got to be cut out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, like, like I still remember clearly the day she came home, too. It was like, you know, it was, I don't know. It was, it was just weird because, like, I was at my grandma's and then the door, I was, like, just sitting there kind of just chilling. And then the door opened and I looked over and then my uncle was there. And then, uh, you know, I just like seen him and then like right behind him was my mom. And I was like, I think I like fucking freaked out. You <laughs> didn't you didn't know she was coming home? No, no I nobody no did. Yeah. They just send a f- uh, fax and that day they get, they release you <clears throat> once they get the fax. You have no idea when it's coming. Um, they just send it over and then you get released that same day. And then they somehow provide some type of transportation to to I called my brother to come come get me to surprise everybody. Yeah. So, I mean, he had no idea I was coming home. I didn't know until that morning. What was life getting back into being out for you and going through all of that? Like, everything, not just, like, going to prison in a foreign place. Um, It was hard when I came back, and poor Eric. Poor IT guy. <laughs> it's okay. Everyone knows my name. Yeah, poor IT guy. Um, he wouldn't leave my side for months and months. You know, he would not leave. I had to take him everywhere, which was, which was fine with me. Uh, you probably liked the time to get back. Yeah, together. yeah. We had to get our relationship back because we were tight when he was three. You know, he was my road dog. He went everywhere with me, everywhere. So now he's on your side, and you're probably like noticing like there's some. Obviously, like separation anxiety and stuff, um, IT guy is going through. How did go into um, like your mindset on that, and then how you got him into that program and what the program is? You um, you got him into that program at when he was eight years old. Um, let me let, let's go back before we get to that. I just want to say a few things that are really strange about being down there. So when we transferred prisons from one prison to another, we were right next door to a male prison. And um, next thing I know, all the women that are in the prison with me are marrying these guys hmm. just through letters and so they could have conjugal visits. Yeah. They would send the women over there on the weekends and they could stay with their newly married men. Oh, shit. It was crazy. Wow. It was crazy. So but, it's like all the weekends, the fucking prisons are like empty because they're yeah, all over there. They're all with the with their husbands that they don't even know. How do they choose? Is it just that? I don't even. I never even asked them how just, that. They're was just going rolling on. the dice on who they're going to end uh, up with. Yeah, over there. catfish. <laughs> so like, describe yourself. Some, in three some, words. some guys may describe themselves as six five, two hundred and fifty, <laughs> exactly. all burnt hair and blue eyes. Yeah, right. all muscle, pure all muscle, muscle, athletic builds. Hey, that was the original <laughs> catfish. Right there, yeah, huh? for real. Wow. Catfish through letters. Them dudes over in the mail prison was like, I'm built like a motherfucker. Yeah, um, get over there short and fat. Yeah, I got, <laughs> I got a ton of chicken heads and chicken yeah. feet over here for your ass. Yeah. I'm coming good over here. Got a wart with hair growing out of oh. it. Shit. Oh. Yeah. 
Did you form any uh, like lasting relationships and down with any of the inmates in Mexico or Dublin? Um, there was one lady that was down in Mexico that was an American. She was a teacher, and she wow. did. She tried doing the same thing we did, transport marijuana, and she would. Um, sh she gave classes with me to teach me Spanish. So mm. I got pretty close to her. Did you ever keep in contact after that? No, no. So she would, like, while you were there, it was kind of like one of the people you, maybe her and the, the friend, that those were like your closest yeah. people, kind of? Yeah. I could imagine, like, being somewhere like that, if you, you know, no matter who they are, it's like, but if you speak my language, like, we're automatically going to connect because you're the only fucking person right. I could talk well, to. Well, and plus, you know what I mean? like, the friend that I was with down there, she always had a girlfriend, and she was off doing her thing with yeah. her girlfriend, so I was alone. Where was this um, teacher from? What state? Um, she was from Texas. Hmm. Whoa. Yeah. Shout out to the teacher from Texas, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to know what happened to her. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. It's where jail is one of them places, man, to where like friendships a big deal, man. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, I know from the time I did, it's like if you see somebody you recognize in there, that's a huge deal, right? Oh. It's like a, some familiarity, some comfort. So yeah. I'd imagine if you're down in a whole different world to just see an English speaking person, there was probably like automatic, just like some some comfort there maybe or like mm -hmm. whatever the like you're yeah and whenever somebody new would come in we were all, i was always going is, is it an american is yeah. It an american? yeah somebody i can talk Zatu. to yeah. yeah wanted some friends down there yeah somebody that spoke english but so. i mean i the the um i got kind of close with the guards the lady guards they were hella cool and that was they just really like cool. they're that was like their profession. It was mm -hmm. a guard. Yeah. Seems weird. I don't know why. And they, small, and the, but they were small little place. Yeah. And is it in the middle of nowhere where they had you guys? Kind of. No, we were right in the middle of a city. So when you planned this this crazy little <laughs> escape, you was at least in a city that maybe you could yeah, like not said, in a fucking she desert. She said a citizen seen the the right. Road that's right. Yeah, and seen us on the roof up top, looking down like. What the <laughs> They're like, what the fuck? They're like, look, don't complicate the escape. We got a ton of rope. Yeah. We'll get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so moving forward, um, when Eric, I mean, IT guy, <laughs> was eight years old, I sent him to, um, he was going to, what was it, Washington? Washington yeah. Elementary. Oh, Thank Point you. Richmond. Yeah, yeah, I was living in Point Richmond. So, um, they sent out a flyer at a school about some program for kids with parents in prison. So I was like, oh, okay, because when I left down there, his dad had just gotten out. And then he was out about a week or two, and I left. So he had had a lot of, you know, loss because of us being in prison simultaneously. But um, so I decided I was going to send him to this camp. It was called Camp Avery. And I did, and he's been there ever since. I was gonna say that's yeah. the really? one. That's the I one you told that. Yeah, I've been there for 22 years now. Mm -hmm. Okay, how long after you came home? Because when I met you, you were living in Point Richmond. Mm -hmm. How long were you? How long were you home? Nanny's telling me to get closer to the mic, everybody. <laughs> um, how long were you home before you guys met me? Because I remember, I don't know if. Um, your daughters lived with you there, or they came to the youngest. Visit? The youngest one did. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, 
the oldest one came to visit all yeah, the time. Yeah, and that's how I met him. How long they, after we you got went, up? Yeah, we went down to the bar that you were bartending on one night. <laughs> and um, probably... You had to probably be out maybe like two years, a year or Damn, something. Damn, that was it? Yeah. So know. that had to have been around 1999. Yeah, actually, weren't you it working in the first, the yes, bar, yes, not yes. not the spot, yes. but the other one yes. on the corner? The that's point. where I met you. Was the, the point. point? Yes, that's where yeah. I met your daughter. I don't even know if you worked at the spot then, did you? Or did you only work at the point? Not long after I met you, you guys, I I took I was working at both places. Mm. I I specifically remember that night. I was drinking. Um, I don't remember you. That no, night. I remember. I, was, I remember your daughters coming in, and uh, and somehow we like formed a relationship. Yeah. Like, I was drinking a, shoot the roots that night. I, I used I to make roots. a shit ton of shoot yeah, the roots, and I, I got that. pretty shitty that night. <laughs> I don't remember was there, that. Yeah, was there I alcohol did. in in the Mexican? Pre- no, no, none at all. No, drugs. Yeah. What kind of drugs? You could get cocaine. You That's can, it. You can get whatever you want. Did you do really? it? I did. <laughs> <laughs> what, was that it? Or was yeah, there other heroin? Um, there probably was, but I didn't. You wasn't, wasn't aware of bad. it? No. And, and after I did the cocaine, I was like, this is no fun. Yeah. I, I wonder what I'm doing. Yeah, you're in prison. I'm so. locked in this room by myself. Why do I want to do this? So how long were you home before you met me? Probably a year. You know what? It, it's weird because... I had figured when I heard this story that that was a long time ago, back then. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I had figured that that was years before. <laughs> no, no, that's I, crazy. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's crazy. I, I didn't know it was that soon. Yeah, I, I had no idea. Yeah. I thought it was, you know, a long time ago. Yeah, you know it's hella funny though too, because like I remember like having like a fucking fear of my mom because like she would like work out and shit. It must have been like oh, she yeah. just had like a prison fucking mentality, really. Like, and she got like pretty fucking yoked, shoulders all yoked up. I'm like, God damn, she's she doing some. Small was she doing bro. some burpees? Yeah, no, nah, they're not. But yeah, she was huh? did some burpee. Did the women have little like workout routines and shit down there? We did. Me and my. Uh, that's why they were scared of us. I mean, my. my what do they call these traps? traps? They were like up to here. Yeah, they're fucking huge. Because <laughs> I don't know why my my you body. Still have- Muscular shoulders. Defined. Yeah, I, my whole body. I mean, I used to talk shit to your daughters and tell them, you know, your mother's a linebacker. Do you feel like prison changed you at all? Oh, it did. So prior to going, I was there was a lot of abuse going on, and my ex-husband, he's totally a different man now. So he's awesome. I'm not. Yeah. So I, you know, back then things were not good between us. But it gave me the strength to finally leave when I came back. So wow! Yeah, so you actually think it, it did like some positive for you? It gave you like a different kind mm-hmm. of strength or something? Yeah, it did because I realized I can be alone and be okay. It was it's a trip because it was your ex husband that um, first introduced me to to uh, sobriety. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he wasn't a part of mine. But I, I might have been. I was. I think I was court ordered at the time, and I would go with him, and you know, he would talk to me about it and that kind of stuff. But he, that was my first introduction to sobriety. Like I don't know, was it AA or NA? I don't mm-hmm. remember yeah. which one it was. Probably NA. He was yeah. into NA. I remember that. Is that the yeah. guy I've seen at like 
Yeah. 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 He's a totally different man. And he's done time too. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't get that. He was off the hook at all. You wouldn't. Yeah. He was off the hook. Oh, he was. Fuck! I didn't mean. Yeah. Actually, I don't even know if you know, but him and. Your dad had big beef. No, I didn't know that. You didn't? Oh, no, My shoot. dad had beef with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they had big beef. Did they? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I did not know. That's crazy, man. Speaking of, shout out to your dad. It's oh, it is. Day. It's Happy my birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Pops. I hope you're fucking watching all your boys doing good, man. I'm sure he's up there listening to this right yeah, now. Yeah, he is. He's <laughs> like, yeah, we did have beef. Yeah, but it's all okay now because yeah, look at my, our kids yeah. are like best of friends. Isn't it funny how that shit works out? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, man. Romeo and Juliet shit yeah. dating. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah. At, look at that. Now our grandchildren are dating. Well, that's wow. funny. No, go figure, oh, man. That that's is crazy. Funny. Who would have thought back then that you know, by your daughters coming into the bar. It would have came to this. To this. Huh? Yeah. To where we are now. It's crazy, That's huh? It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that is so crazy. I don't even like them. Because <laughs> they're awesome. They're, they're, like they're pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, Eric, tell us more about your job, bud. What do you, what do, you do? Yeah, so um, it's an organization for kids that have, you know, a parent that has been or currently is in prison. Uh, and sometimes it's not even just a parent. Maybe it's like a grandpa or, you know, somebody that they're like, really closely impacted by but um you know we do a lot of cool shit like it used to just be a camp when i started in 99 um so it was just a camp and then we started like growing throughout the years um now we have a camp every year and then we also um you know we do like monthly retreats so we take them to do fun shit like go to tahoe uh, go skiing go kayaking you know just introduce them to shit that they don't normally get to do you know some of these kids live in san francisco and have never seen the beach yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like um, just introducing them to those kind of things, but also giving them a community of of kids and, and staff and shit that people have that been they through. can relate to. Exactly. Because, you know, I remember like, you know, it's like for school or something, you know, if, if the school we had, a, uh, I don't know, you have like a, a field trip or something, you know what I mean? Everyone or uh, back to their school parents, night, yeah. all the parents are there. And I'm just like, right, my sister's bringing me, you know what I mean? Like, or whatever the case may be, it's like you don't. You notice that as a kid, you know what I'm saying, and then like even a simple question, what what is oh what does your mom do for a living or like yeah I'm yeah. like she's a drug dealer no <laughs> <laughs> that's all right I don't care yeah. no nah, yeah hey, that was know. the past yeah <laughs> no nah, it's it's yeah it, you know and, and for a lot of these kids that's you know some of these kids their their parents aren't coming home you know what I mean yeah and, yeah, and it's yeah. like it, even so, for so me so you were one of these kids in these camp type deals and now <laughs> you're a counselor. Yeah, so I'm a project coordinator, so I work wow, full-time with them. That's funny um, how that works out. Huh? It is, yeah, it is. You know, I just, I love doing it because, one, I get to do, I get paid to go camping and shit, you know what I mean, it's hella cool. And to see ghosts down hallways. And yeah, and see yeah. ghosts in hallways. You that know was creepy. I, I that imagine was hella it, creepy. the that reward from it is probably more than the monetary. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. Money-wise, it's probably. No, it is, but um, you know, the thing is, so like, it not just like doing all these fun things, but we hold spaces like, during the retreats and during the camp where we call them fire circles or, you know, real talk where we open up and like talk about some of this shit. You know what I mean? Because a lot of these kids don't have people to talk to. They can't talk to their parent or don't know how to. You know what I mean? So like we open up spaces for them to like really just share like what the fuck's on your mind. You know what I mean? Because a lot of these kids are just bottling it up and yeah. it turns into, you know, drug use and all this. And, and 
uh, statistics say, I mean, a lot of kids, if their parents have been to prison, they'll be to prison. They'll yeah. go to prison, too. What you know changes what I mean? did you see, like, within yourself? Because I know you said you were having some, like, separation anxiety and stuff. So, like, how mm-hmm. did it affect you? Then, um, like, how did it change? Yeah, I think it helped me, you know, understand, like, you know, what my story was and, like, how can I let that, uh, one, just, like, acknowledge it and talk about it. You know, and I think that's made me more comfortable about just talking about shit in general. Um, but also knowing that, like, like I said, I mean, other kids' situations were a lot fucking worse than mine. You know what I mean? Like, one mm-hmm. of my one of my great friends that I grew up in the program, his dad, like, just came home a couple years ago. You know what I mean? And he was locked up for, like, 35, 40 Damn. years. You know what I mean? So he had all his kids in prison. You know what I mean? And it's like, I'm like, I'm listening to their stories. And I'm like, oh, fuck, my shit ain't that bad, man. You know hey, what I mean? Bro, like... Don't uh, yeah. Don't uh, it's pretty fucking bad, bro. No, no, it Especially is. Especially yeah. finding out the other news. I mean, yeah, no, it, you know no, I'm not. I mean? Yeah, I'm not trying to downplay no, your, it. But your story is pretty, pretty bad, but for I mean, sure. But know. it's, 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 you know, it's like one of those things where you get to, you get to like relate and, and yeah. you know, and kind of like look at, it. and you know, even now, like, you know, because I'm, I'm really thankful that like our families are all fucking hella cool with each other. Like we all, there's never no issues we do holiday fucking parties and all this shit together you know what i mean poker night poker night all this like fucking hella cool ass shit and then like i'm listening to some of these kids yeah i'm listening to some of these kids stories and they're like you know they don't have none of that shit you know they fucking hate their parents or you know what i mean like it's just it's weird you know what i mean do you think you would have went down a different path without that camp definitely and I, i left for a while too and then um so i stopped going and I was, like, really fucking up. I started, like, really fucking up. And then I caught a court case. And because of that case, I actually went back. Because I was like, well, fuck, I need, um, I needed, a, a volu- like, volunteer hours or whatever. You know what I mean? To get get my hours. So I went back. And then, fucking, I, I was like, man, I fucking missed this place. You know what I mean? And then I think it, like, changed from then. Yeah, I want to mention, too, the, that the relationships he built with the people that were, like, counselors at that time, the doctors that would go to... Um, the retreats or to the the camp um there he still has relation oh and the person that started this is the manager he was the manager of grateful dead yeah he was the road manager that's your connection to the grateful dead (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah. so So he was the road manager so it started in san quentin um they were going to san quentin to play uh the grateful dead was going to like play and then um they realized you know they're like oh man you're fucking it's a Saturday or a Sunday visiting days, and there's fucking kids lined up out front. You know what I mean? I'm like, these fucking kids, like, what do they do? You know what I mean? Like, did they just come to visiting hours? Like, you know, so they wanted to do something for the kids, and that's how, like, the idea came up. So so you you were in this program as a kid. Mm-hmm. Do you work side by side with any of the counselors that were there then? Yep. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So one dude who was actually, like, one of my cabin counselors, he's... He's at all the retreats. The lady who taught me how to swim, she's still the <laughs> lifeguard. You know what I mean? She's like fucking 70-something years old, and she's still just like killing shit. Some, some hey. of these uh, camp people are lifers, if yeah. you will. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, you know, it's crazy because they were all like a bunch of fucking hippies. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, they I mean, were, it was the hippie They generation. were all like fucking hippies, you know, free love and veganism and all this crazy shit. But they had some type of connection, some effect. I don't think people realize what people go through mm-hmm. to like visit loved ones. You're, you're going through this misery at home mm-hmm. your loved yeah. ones are gone visiting shit for families it's stressful man, it's fucking they they intentionally make that shit uncomfortable man yeah. like the for sure the process that you go through to get in there and see your loved ones is not oh. okay man and uh. they treat them 
like right. you're an inmate. Right. Yeah. They treat them like criminals. It's humiliating. Exactly. humiliating. That's why my mom came to visit me one time, and I told her never come back again. Don't ever come yeah. back here again. The shit, man. I, I wanted my kids to to see, you know, their family and shit. I, you know, I didn't want them to to be complete. And and it meant a lot to the people who are in there. That means a lot for them yeah. to see their family members, mm-hmm. man. It's huge. But man, bro, the shit you go through. Oh. I remember Jamestown. That was fucking torture. The I, I can't remember the name of the prison I went to in uh, in in Dallas. I think it was or no Fort Worth, wherever in Texas, Dallas or Fort Worth, somewhere out. The shit that they make you go through, and then yeah. how they're treating you while you're in there visiting, man. It's it's uncomfortable, man. It's like you're the one in prison. Yeah. Right. And then I don't think people ever think about how the family, when you're leaving that person there, yeah. when they do, feel it so it, fucking just like, damn, you know what I mean? Like, it's terrible, bro. Every time I would leave my brother or leave my mom, you're going there, man, and you're spending time with them. But when mm-hmm. you have to leave and you know they're, they're going back here. to that yeah. shit, bro, oh, it's yeah, tough. It's each, each day you leave is just another little, and like. on top of that, I remember when we used to go to Arizona, I'd feel guilty, like, the rest of the trip. Like, I'd be like, we're, we're out swimming there. and in this mansion, and then I'd, like, be like, my poor, poor fucking uncle sitting yeah. in the cell right now, and we're fucking... In this nice-ass vacation rental house. We're telling him about it, and he's fucking in a cell. He's like, oh, cool, that sounds fun, you know? I like, think yeah. he would. I think he would be, you know, I think he would be happy that Fuck we're yeah, enjoying yeah. ourselves. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But it doesn't make you feel any better. Yeah. You know, you you struggle with that, man. And each goodbye, especially on the last, you know, we would do these vacations, so we'd get a few visits in, mm-hmm. but on that last visit... Where you're not sure when you're going to see him again, yeah. man. That shit is heart-wrenching. Yeah. You know, the, the crazy thing is, too, like, I didn't experience anybody that was, like, you know, family to me. But my mom was dating this guy one time, and I went to go visit him. And it was just, like, behind glass. You know what I'm saying? That's even, like, more so, like, dude, what the fuck? Like, it makes you feel hella weird. You know what I mean? You can't even touch this person. You got to talk on the phone. You mean, even, it's, like, it's it's such a, like, a disconnection. And I can only imagine, like, a kid going to see their parent like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, like... It really, it, it kind of like instills in in the kid this idea that like my parents a monster or animal yeah. they got to be locked behind the cage. You know what I mean? I was yeah. Which, say that. which I think is that's what's great about your program, man. Is those people, all, all these kids that you're helping. I admire that, dude. Yeah. I really do. That's that's a great thing you're doing, man. Like letting these kids know to give them somebody re- to relate to, mm-hmm. make them not feel like outcast. You know, that's important, dude. Fuck that's yeah. a huge thing, man. Yeah. And that's probably super mean. That might be the only, like, kind of normal type thing they get to do in their in their life. Yeah, like, for sure. Relate. I remember, like, even growing up, and it wasn't my parents. It was always, like, my uncle. And I remember, I hate using the word embarrassed because I'm never embarrassed of my family. But I remember being little, and if my teacher was like, what is everyone doing this summer? I would... Like, definitely not saying like, oh me and my family go to Arizona every year because we love Arizona we love the heat but only one mm. of my childhood friends knew that I was going up there to visit my uncle in prison and I would hope I wouldn't tell anybody for that sure yeah. you didn't want them to know that about you because I feel like it's a very common thing to think if someone's in prison or in jail they're a horrible they're bad person, person. Yeah. and that's what yeah but we don't see it that way bro because we're so used to it that's, that's, that's kind know. of what I brought up earlier we're all like, good how, news how many of our <laughs> friends man but yeah. that house in Rodeo triple life but man he's a good fucking yeah. dude, bro 
No, yeah, it's, it's, it's true. true. That's like, true. People like relate and like they yeah. talk to someone like, yeah, I'm going to visit my dad, and it not feel like a. Like, it's weird because there is a stigma around it. You know what I mean? Like, and even like so now the program is developed, and because of COVID, we went online. So we're like offering this to kids all across the United States. Not necessarily the camps. Hopefully, at some point, we could do that. But um, you know, we're offering like this online program for them. And, like, I do a lot of outreach to schools and shit like that to try to get new kids. And the counselors and, the, and you know, the principal and all this, they're like, well, how do I even talk to the kids? I'm like, just fucking start, start the conversation. Like, adults feel weird about talking about it to kids. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, they would probably really love if somebody, like, you know, started talking about it and brought it up. Because then they wouldn't feel like, oh, I probably shouldn't talk about this. I shouldn't, you know, because there is, like, an alienation, like... You got to keep this fucking secret and can't let nobody yeah. know about it. You know what I mean? I don't blame anybody who doesn't want to tie. It's an uncomfortable yeah. thing to talk about. Man. It is. Yeah. I have a question for you, but you don't have to answer. Um, do you find yourself like today still having separation anxiety and like stuff like that from your mom? Um, I, I think I've seen it like affect relationships and shit. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, I think there is like a, a separation anxiety or like, you know, you, you have these like different uh I guess it's almost like PTSD. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there is, like, some of that shit. But, I mean, not necessarily, like, with just my mom. Um, but it's just, yeah, I think maybe, just in maybe general. Maybe you, like, guard yourself in relationships or something. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you keep this wall up because you're like, oh, you're just going to fucking leave or something. You yeah. Know I mean? Like, that type of shit. Um, but, yeah, I think that's just, you know, that's one of the things you just got to, like, work towards and, and try to, like, you know, figure out in yourself. Uh, but, yeah, like... Uh, I don't know, like, yeah, I don't think, I don't know, I never, like, held it against my mom, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think more so, like, other choices that she made after she got out of prison, I think, we, you know, there was, like, a, a lot of years where, you know, there was, like, get your fucking shit together type of thing, you know what I mean? But, um, and I think that affected me more than, than her going to prison, but, yeah, I don't think anything else, though. Did you have any, do you have any PTSD stuff? No. But I, I feel a lot of guilt for what I put my daughters through, for having to take care of a, of him, you know, when they were just, you know, they were teenagers and they should have not had to have that responsibility. You still feel that? Uh, mm, sometimes, because, yeah. I mean, I know your daughters really well, and you're at everything with us, and they're, I mean, I know they hold nothing, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's no... None of that, you know. No, I mean? no, but I do still feel like you know, like man, that was fucked up. That it's almost just like a guilt. Kind I of feel, yeah, yeah I feel like I took their their teenage years away from them. I, I, I have those years. same feelings about you know, I wasn't always there for my children. Mm-hmm. I, I know what you're saying. I've, I've had yeah, those. teenage yeah, years are complicated enough to mm-hmm. not right. deal with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you know, but I think too, like. I think all of us have, you know, we've dealt with them in negative ways, but we've also, like, healed from it and then dealt mm-hmm. with it in a positive way. Like, you know, I mean, none of us are all fucking strung out, and yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, Anymore. Yeah, anymore, anymore, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it, I think everyone's kind of just dealt with it and, and moved forward. So it's, you know, it's one of those things that with time, that shit, you, you heal from it or, or you don't, you know what I mean? What would be your advice to, like, if... There was someone listening that maybe went down the same path as you and, like, doesn't know about your program, Mm -hmm. how to, like, mentally, what's your advice? Um, I think the biggest thing is just, 
be open with yourself and, and open with sharing what, what your thoughts and shit is. Because my biggest problem was I didn't want to talk about shit. I just buried it inside. And then when I get mad or anything, I just fucking blow up and just self-destruct in a way. You know what I mean? And I think that's probably the worst thing that we can do to ourselves is, you know, keep things inside and not talk about shit. You yeah. don't got to be, oh, poor me. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to do that, but just, you know, like just be vulnerable or honest. And, you know what I mean? And so, be open about shit. So maybe since um, you should give the name and the location of where you... In case any of the listeners have kids that would benefit from your program. Yeah, so projectavery.org. It's A-V-A-R-Y.org. Um, for anybody local, we do have a 10-year program, which obviously you can be a part of it for a lot more than 10 years. But um, if you're not local, uh, we do offer the online program. And all the referral forms and enrollment forms and info is on the on the website. It is. Like, if they get involved, is it at, like, a certain location? Or I guess you're saying there's some online. Yeah, so, some are online. Um, we're based out of uh, San Rafael. But, you know, we have retreats in Tahoe or Occidental or, you know what I mean, all these different places, Pescadero. Uh, we go, like, kind of all over the place. Uh, but, yeah, so, like, you know, we're, we're trying out this new program with the online program, like, bringing kids in that aren't local. You know what I mean? So we're trying to, like get to a point where we can offer that to other states and how, how far out have you been reached out to from since it's out of state and um we have a kid from uh we're getting ready to enroll from ecuador wow yeah really? they used so to it's live international they huh? used to live in california i think and somebody had told them about the program and then uh they moved to ecuador and, and they're reaching out to get into the online program what what it or their parents or whatever, whoever's in prison, is that in the States or down yeah, there? Yeah, I think in the States. Yeah, I'm not too sure. A lot of times, too, the kids are living with grandparents because mm-hmm, for both sure, of their prisons yeah. are gone. Or yeah. parents are gone. And yeah, or just, you know, or some parents sort of are just kind of like, you know, still out on the streets and shit, too. Mm-hmm. It's weird, too, because it's like now I'm at that age where, like, a lot of the parents are around my age, you know what I mean? And they're in prison or they're in, in you know, out running the streets. And I'm like, fuck, like. You know, before it's like, okay, the parents are hella old or something, but now I'm like, damn, these motherfuckers are like my peers, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's 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 crazy to think that. But there, uh, you know, you, you could take there's some stuff that builds up these kids' character too, man. Like I mm-hmm. they they probably don't know the they're they're gonna be tough, man. Mentally, you know, they'll have some it's definitely not an advantage, but there are some things that they're not going to realize about themselves. Mm-hmm. They're, they're strong, man. They're survivors. They're going to get through it. Yeah. I, I, one of the things I like, man, is I'm not, I don't judge people like on a, like, man, like mm-hmm. you, you could come to me with whatever, some crazy shit, man. I'm not going to judge you for that. Yeah. I mean, minus like some fucking pedophilia. I don't yeah, put, exactly. Or rapist shit. I'm mm-hmm. not, that. I'm not cool with that, but you come to me with some drug dealing shit or you've been to prison. I don't judge people for that, man. Yeah, no. I, I just judge person on their character. And there's, I fucking know a ton of great people that have done tons of fucked up shit. And yeah. You're like, you know, yeah, you, that was your past or whatever. You need, straight but, up, man. I don't yeah. judge them for that. And I feel like a lot of people don't get that kind of experience, mm-hmm. man. And maybe, maybe not until later on in life. And they don't even realize they're kind of, yeah, for sure. They, they really haven't been exposed to like real life, dude. Yeah. You know, and you know, I, you know, it's a hella cool thing though too, is, uh, so like before COVID, uh, 
you know, we work a lot with like the men in prison and women in prison and different programs. Um, so we got to go into San Quentin um, and I got to go in with my dad too, which was hella cool. Like we got to go like, like out on the yard, you know what I mean? With all the men in there and, and uh, kind of do like a little rally almost. Um, but man, just like some of the conversations I'm having with these dudes, I'm like, these, these are good fucking good, people. Good dude, you know yeah. what I mean? They're good people. And you know, it's like, especially in that environment, if they're still able to like be open and vulnerable and shit with us, you know what I mean? And just really talk about shit that's going on in their lives. I'm like, and this is a place where they got to be on point. You know what I mean? Yeah. At all times. You know what I mean? So it's like, I mean, they're fucking humans. People make mistakes and yeah. people, people fuck up or, you know, whatever you're in the moment, you know, you, you kind of need to do something, you know what I mean? And you end up getting caught yeah. and now you're in there. It's I, like, I love it when people meet my brother or meet Tommy and yeah. they're like, mm-hmm. fuck man. Tommy's these are done half his fucking half life. His in life there. Bro. I mean, have you ever met a better dude than him? No. Yeah. More giving, more yeah. caring. People mm-hmm. meet my brother, they'll meet Tommy and they'll be like, fuck you, you know, I they'll, they'll know about yeah. him and then they'll be like, fuck, dude, this guy is so great. You know what I'm like? Yeah, dude, yeah. You know, it's, oh, yeah. you don't never, you don't know what somebody's going through with their, what, what particular circumstances, like you needed money, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that landed you in a bad situation. You know, yeah. that doesn't mean you're a bad person right. at all. Right. You're out there trying to get some money to provide for your family or, yeah. you know, people don't. See it like no, that. And when you're young, you make a lot of stupid decisions. Absolutely. Oh, man. A lot of Jeez, stupid decisions. Sometimes I don't even realize how I made it to this point. Mm-hmm. You know? The only differences between her and these other people are that she got caught. Like, she's yes. just the same as these fucking white collar assholes that mm-hmm. are doing illegal shit but don't get caught for it or have enough money to just get themselves out of it. Yeah. I yeah, can't exactly. imagine being down there right now, you know, like since I, over oh, the years, wow. the That's, cartel shit and everything. It, they yeah, were still, you I was probably, imagine. you was bringing up Bammer weed in the, yeah. in the, in the mid nineties. Yeah. That shit was like fucking, they, that shit still had stems and seeds in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fucking yeah. half a McDonald's fucking toy and a marble <laughs> and a yeah. fucking yeah. dirt. Well, we were still calling a, a, a chicken fuck then. Call it a lid. A lid. What was a lid? A pound? A lid? No, it was just like an ounce. Yeah. A lid. I like it. I'm gonna bring that back. A lid. <laughs> sauce. Hey, sauce. Lid. Shoot me a lid, bro. You know, only, yeah. if, only yeah. if you give me a quaalude. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, bro. No, you know what's crazy though too is like I was uh I was searching up the the prison. I was trying to find like you know maybe if I could find the prison that she was in, and like I just searched up like recently just in in the women's prison out there. There was like fucking 19 people dead. You know what I mean? There was like had a big ass riot and all types of shit. I'm like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm sure times are a lot different out there. And the I prisons. bet it's grown. Yeah. I bet there's no more 20-person prisons in a yeah. church anymore. They probably got no. a lot well, more. Well, they transferred us out of that prison into one called San Anguillas. Um, That's probably like the last of the, you know, the, the old mission prisons yeah. and yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 So yeah. before we wrap up, uh, IT's mom... Is there anything else you'd like to say or add? Or? No, I just thank you for giving me the opportunity to share my story. And um, I do want to say I'm extremely proud of my son for um, where he's at now in life. Oh, um, helping out these kids. I'm very proud of my daughters. because yeah. All good people. Because they are the shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I also want to thank you for getting on here and being vulnerable. Oh, and, like, sure. Telling yeah, us no your problem. story. and yes, mm-hmm. slam that shot up to a <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you. Like I, a boss. <laughs> right? <laughs> I think 
Thank no, you. that was awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah, sure. I, no I, hope the, I enjoyed it. It was a great conversation. Yeah, yeah no, that was good. Your kids are awesome. Man. It flew. It kind of flowed really good, huh? I think mm. this is the least, in a, in a podcast, this is the least funniest. Well, no, <laughs> I, 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 I haven't said fuck a thousand times. Uh, I've been one, I probably I, I've been one, one that's like, we're just <laughs> More not. serious, just yeah, talking. Not, not conversation. just dead. We, we injected some humor, but just yeah, some, like, like a topic that's a little bit. shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's I a diva. He's a fucking diva. <laughs> Don't listen to him. Um, I want to do a shout out to my poppy. Happy birthday, Jay's dad. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to him. Happy, happy yeah, birthday. Happy birthday. Definitely shout out. For you, for everything you've gone through, and thank you. You're a strong ass woman now, and that's pretty dope. You didn't let all that shit get to you, and yes, yes. I'm glad you, you you took some positive out of that. It okay. sounds like yeah. Eric did too with the Avery situation. Exactly, help changing lives. I admire that, bro. Good for you, man. You. Oh, oh, we're doing shout outs. I was t- sorry, I was texting the t-shirt <laughs> guy. We got a we got a apparel coming. The middle of next yeah. week, end of next week. Um, we got a lot of people on the apparel. I'll have to go pick that up because Jay will be jet setting in jet Cabo setting. San. No way. Yeah, I'm in Cabo. Yeah. Okay, uh, Cabo. Wherever the. No fuck. way. You're going to Cabo. Yes. <laughs> um, Big traveling. Yeah, I want to fucking give uh, my boy Jeff Rowe a shout out. Yeah. I also wanna, love you, Jeff. Love you, Jeff. Yeah, love Miss you, Jeff. You. And I want to shout out. Uh, yeah, and thank you for the dogs. <laughs> those ugly motherfuckers. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> I want to pick a bone with you about that. Yeah. My dogs are not ugly. They're fantastic. They're just broken. That's all. They are broken. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, my neighbor Lupe Delgado. She's a, a fucking loyal listener. Uh, who else I wanted to give a shout? Oh, Ben Griffin. This motherfucker uh, loves our mm-hmm. show. Uh, Ray Duran. Fucking. All these motherfuckers. Kendra Andrews. Jeff Davidson. Thompson's Corner, always. Yeah. Best bar in Solano County. For sure. And shout out to all the people that have done time that we know. That yes. Dope for people. sure, man. Yeah. I hope they get to listen to Stay this. Stay out of fucking jail, yeah. you degenerate. <laughs> and, and I'd like to give a shout out to all my coworkers who will be listening and be nude listeners to Burbeck and Garrett. Oh, yeah. Nice. Did you say nude listeners? Nude listeners. Nude. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Nude. I was hoping they'd be listening in the nude. nude. Yeah. There are a couple of them that might listen to it in the nude, but. Fuck, we'll get nude. <laughs> okay. It's a nude party. <laughs> All right, shout out to my pops, man. I love you. We miss you. I wish you could come back for one day. You'd be happy to see me and uh, all your boys and daughters doing good, man. We love you. Yeah, he's yes. watching you. And grandkids. This whole family. You, you, man, you'd be tripping on how much family you got out here. <laughs> They're everywhere. These Donahue kids. We're fucking hillbillies. Yeah. <laughs>